what's up hey boys and girls welcome back to another episode of do it for the content it is your podcast where i'm giving you content creators tips strategies and having interviews with experienced people in this industry to help y'all be successful yes it's your host dre okk or you might know me as dre knows best um this this season to be jolly la 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 Hey, don't tune out. Sorry, my, my vocals are not there like that. But um, no, it's the holiday season. You know, honestly, the holidays are my favorite time. I love Christmas, my favorite, hol- favorite holiday because, you know, this is the time to be around family and, you know, just love, giving, and just um, a lot of people are also watching a lot of content, too. So it's time to put out some good family content with your family. I don't know if, like, people are with family this season, you know, because of COVID. But, you know, regardless, try to find the best moments, the best things to be thankful for. You know, throughout this whole crazy year, 2020. <laughs> so this podcast episode today, before I jump into it, I got to say something I'm thankful for for this year is like I pushed myself to create a TikTok course. So I, I, I filmed this TikTok course, I which I just launched in May. And um, basically in this TikTok course that I just launched, what, in last two weeks ago? No, a week ago. Yeah, a week ago. I cover everything TikTok from like best strategies, best practices for creating an account, best practice for posting videos, how to even find video ideas, discovering your niche, how to make money on TikTok, how to use the in-app features to make your video stand out. I covered everything like deep from like start to finish um, based on you know my tips from what I've used to gain 5.3 million followers and what a lot of my friends within my circle and outside of my circle that I hear within TikTok, they're successful, used to be successful. And um, the course is available on levelup.dreanosbest.com. So that's levelup.dreanosbest.com. Why I chose Level Up is because it's time for you to use TikTok to level up your career. You know what I'm saying? I've seen many, many people, many people have done that. Um, I'm a walking witness of that, but there's so many people out there that are doing it, and they don't have two heads. So please, if you're interested in leveling up your social media career through TikTok, go to levelup.dreanosbest.com and take my course, guys. It's still on a discounted price. Only you guys know that. Everyone else, I told them I'm going to keep it on discounts after <laughs> Cyber Monday. <laughs> but yeah, um, today's podcast episode, I'm really excited for this. Um, you know... A big thing about influence about us influencers is, you know, we we're a little skeptical when it comes to managers because one is like we don't know how to even find a manager first of all, and if we need one, or you know, because like sometimes we need one because we don't know how to negotiate stuff for ourselves or how to find people, how to you know do this whole influencer thing, and that's why a manager is so helpful in so many different ways. So I invited my friend Diomi. He is one of one of the most hardworking and dedicated managers I know to all his clients. He literally goes above and beyond. And he also, he's just so insightful when it comes to the industry. And I wanted us to, what we talked about this podcast episode, we talked about like, when should influencers know when it's the right time to get a manager? What do managers even do in the first place? Um, when, peop- when managers are looking for a talent, what kind of qualities are they looking for in a talent? And we also talked about, you know, the importance of having your own brand and, uh, you know, why influencers don't do well if you don't have a brand. So 
you know, this podcast episode was so insightful and I'm looking forward to like you guys listening to it again. If you're listening to this and you have and it's, you know, it's touching them jams, uh, touching your soul and your your <laughs> content strategies for your next post. Um, Go ahead and screenshot, you know, as you're listening and posting your story or what's your WhatsApp story. If you use WhatsApp, your Snapchat story, your Instagram story and tag at do it for the content, you know, so we know um you guys this is actually helping you guys and also um five star rating too right <laughs> that'll be dope <laughs> all right guys without further ado let's jump into this episode have fun and i'm so excited for y'all to learn from this this i always ask all my guests this question it's like what's the craziest thing you ever done for the content but i mean then again you're a manager so you're not really the content creator oh, but you can no, tell me what's the sweetheart. crazy oh. i'm the manager producer okay. creative director uh-huh. consultant come on therapist Tell them. best friend come- oh. whatever you need me to be i will be that is what <laughs> takes to be a great manager i love that i think the craziest thing i've done for the content has been to pretend to be my client via their instagram <laughs> to get that collaboration oh my gosh so i have dealt with what we're gonna wear Mm -hmm. how we're gonna film where we're going to film and then i just plug in the talent and they pretend like it was them the entire time wow and no one found out no one oh you good at this (laughs) that good you good (laughs) period all that stuff i didn't know people do that I know, like, there's some people, one of my friends, she told me, like, she has her friends go to, like, events. When events were happening, mm-hmm. she would have her friend go to the events and just, like, take a bunch of, like, content and just send it to her so she could post. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's another way. I feel like, listen, some creators are very hands-on mm-hmm. and others are just an image. Right. It's just, like, I compare it to the music business. Mm-hmm. Some people are good puppets that you just put them in the studio with the right producers and songwriters. Yeah. And others you know want to sing write produce and it's okay mm-hmm. to be both yeah it's just knowing your strengths exactly and, yeah and having someone to back you up in your weak areas exactly you mentioned about music and i know your background is in music but can you tell me a bit about how you got into like being a manager a talent manager how did you how did that come about okay okay so i went to laguardia performing arts come on in LaGuardia. New York. okay <laughs> Uh, home to Nicki Minaj, Timothy Chalamet, and Ansel Elgort. Nice. So uh, my major was vocal. In the performing arts, you have to audition, and you have to pick a major. There's dancing, ice skating, vocal, instrumental, visual artists, and theater. Nice. And so mine was vocal, and since I was in high school, I was trained by professionals. I mean, Frank Sinatra's guitar player was my teacher. Wow. In the music department. So imagine getting that training from the real traditional space mm-hmm. and then applying that to a high school student. Yeah. So part of our grade was to perform, to put our own shows together, to understand how microphones work, mm-hmm. how lighting works. Wow. Um, I would be in school, you know, from 8 a.m. to like 8 p.m. This was from a high school. From a high school standpoint, wow. putting my show together and really perfecting my craft. So I believe that's where it really all started for me. You know, and this is like, I felt like this is what I want to do for the yeah. rest of my life. So how did you business. transition from being the one, the talent, you know, showing all that talent Girl, to being a talent manager? Let me tell you. So here I am, you know, at, you know, 13 and 14 going to high school. And it's like, I'm going to become a superstar. Mm. I'm going to sing. I can sing. I can read music. Ain't no one messing with me. Period. <laughs> 
I went to college at the whole music thing, but my major was I got a master's in music business because why get a master's in singing? Like, hello, <laughs> useless. So <laughs> I go and I'm like, I'm going to go to LA. I'm going to make it like Christina Aguilera in burlesque and I'm going to kill it. All of a sudden, I'm forgetting that in LA, everything's based on numbers. And uh, by the time I graduate college, everyone's a creator. Everyone's, you know, with numbers. Mm-hmm. And I said to God, like, whatever's meant to be, will be. Yes. If I am meant to sing, then I will sing. If mm-hmm. I am meant to manage, because I'm like a caretaker. Mm. I don't want kids, but... Since I got to L.A., you know, three and a half years ago, I felt that I was supposed to take care of people. Yeah. I was all the situations I've been in since I moved here. I was taking care of a younger person, Mm. whether it was their living situation, helping them get out of horrible contracts. Right. I just felt like I was a caretaker and that was like a huge responsibility to me. Yeah. So I said, God, whether I'm supposed to sing or I'm supposed to manage, I know for a fact that I'm supposed to be in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So Jesus, take the wheel. Okay. And, and he did. Me. He did. And he did. And I still love singing, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Before, right. I used to be like, I have to make it by 16 mm. like Beyonce. I just, that was right. it. Beyonce. There's no timeline to success, the, you I, know. There is none, you, you know. You had, you had your whole fair, like when you were managing Lil Tay, that was a huge. Okay, huge, let's get to it. Okay, tell okay. me about that. Like, Well, let me, n- let me retract a little bit. Don't okay. me up, girl. <laughs> I get lost. So I just felt like. Okay, there is no time. I would look up how old was Madonna when she made it, yeah. 24. How old was Jay-Z when he had his first hit? I was like, I can't live like that, or mm-hmm. else the timeline is going to kill me, True. and there will be no more time mm-hmm. to live my life. So I get to L.A. three and a half years ago, and I'm like, okay, like who do I talk to? Who do I connect with? Yeah. And I was very lost and confused because before um, L.A., I was living in Australia, with in Australia? Oh, I've been all over the world. Wow. All over the world. So I was working with this group called the Janoskins who really paved the way for me nine years ago on social them. media. Mm. And they really gave me my start. Like I was there since the very beginning, August 2011. Yeah. They were just blowing up. But they wanted to make a comeback, you know, from Australia back to LA, but it didn't end up working. Yeah. So they're like, listen, we're not going back to LA. You're going to have to go back by yourself. I'm like, I was counting on ya. To show me the ropes. So now I don't have anyone here. So before I left to Australia, I went to one party and I met this kid with a famous dog. And, you know, Swaggy the Wolf Dog. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Pink ears, wears gold chains, sunglasses, the coolest dog on the (laughs) block. And when I met him, he's like, oh, I need PR help. I need management help. I was like, listen, I'm going to Australia. I'll be back in six months. I'll talk to you then. Mm. Luckily, I saved his number. That was the only number you had I saved, had saved yeah. on my phone. So I get here, and I'm like, hey, remember me? Six months ago, I, you know, you needed help. Well, I'm officially back in L.A. And I'm like, where are you living at? Mm. Let me tell you, I am homeless in L.A. three years ago. I, didn't, I got off the plane. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know anything about L.A. Because even though I've been coming here for a few years back, I was just connecting with my friends like right. wherever they would go i'm going i don't right. know no streets i don't know no buildings mm-hmm. so i got here without having a place to live wild i hit up this other friend of mine that was in college that i haven't spoken to in years i stayed mm-hmm. at his dorm room for two weeks 
trying to figure it out. And then I hit up Swaggerman, which is the owner of Swaggy Wolf Dog. And he's like, I just moved to 1600 Vine. I'm like, perfect. That was the spot. <laughs> I'm going to go right in there. I said, let's build a content apartment. Now, I remind you, this was to June 2017. Mm. Let's build a content apartment. Um, let's just put a videographer in here, a editor, mm-hmm. and a director, and let's just create content. Well, that's exactly what we did. It was a two-bedroom apartment. There was like six of us living in there. Wow. And we made it work. You know, we had routines. Mm. I'm very good at managing. So we had, I'm the oldest out of five. Mm. So I had schedules. Like Come who's on, leader. Their dishes, who is cleaning. You know, I was like a house manager. Yeah. And it worked for a few months. And then I said, okay, you know, I got the hang of this. It's time to mingle and it's time to hustle. Mm. And so from there, I just learned the ropes thankfully ran into people like Logan Paul, Amanda Cerny, Juanpa Sarita. Wow. Thanks to Musically Days, Kudzi was a very, you know, helpful asset. Yes. You know, yes, he is. getting me through places and breaking down doors and barriers. And of course, then I met you hey. and just started mingling and meeting people and just getting out there and taking risks. Like mm. I didn't care where I was going to sleep as long as I knew I was going to wake up in L.A. Right. And you know, that's that's the fire. You what, what are you, Aries? Uh, Sagittarius. Oh, I have no clue about that sign, but I just oh, think you have well. a lot of fire. Like when you're determined to achieve something, you Google that, you girl. Just, <laughs> we, we something. Oh, yeah, you definitely, y'all definitely <laughs> are something. Um, when you have that fire, when you know what your goal is, you're gonna go after it with, without nonstop, you know, absolutely. And I love that you, when you were talking about how you know, you guys, you developed a content house mm-hmm. and you developed structure, and that's so big because not a lot of managers have that structure. A lot of people like, cause like when you say manager, what exactly is a manager supposed to do? Right, what? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Because that, get me hip on let's, that. Let's break down the damn agent and manager. Hey, situation. hey that's what I want to even ask. So what's the difference between agent and manager? Cause I don't know. Everyone's like, I need an <laughs> yes, agent. I need a manager. Come on, Nigerian Explain mama. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, what in the schizophrenia? What in the secretaries? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I feel like there's a huge difference between managers and agents, especially mm. managers that do it correctly. Yes. I go above and beyond for my clients. I mean, I'm not in it for the money. I have invested a lot of money into my clients before I even get $100 bills in my mm. pocket. Wow. I feel like agents are more transactional. Mm. From knowing a lot of these agents and being to their offices and how they work, they're not really making sure that you eat today you know, how are you mentally? I feel like agents, and realistically speaking, you are nine to five, and you're just submitting for whatever it is that you can pitch yeah. and find. I feel like a manager, you know, it's all around 24-7 for you. Mm. I deal with a lot of modeling agencies and talent um, agencies. Nine to five, don't call me after five o'clock. Don't call me on the weekends, wow. Monday through Friday managers i am working through thanksgiving christmas new year 24 7 365 days a year if you call me at 3 a.m i sleep with my phone on i am answering my client wow no matter the situations no matter where they're at i am answering and i'm there for them and whatever they need me you know and i feel like that's a huge difference i mean i go above and beyond managers are just supposed to you know the typical it's like gets you opportunities mm-hmm. gets you in the room you know you guys are struggling together eating ramen noodles <laughs> you know dreaming and then yeah. you know 
they, your manager has to be a hustler. Yeah. But I go above and beyond. I'm setting up photo shoots. Mm-hmm. I'm developing content. Um, my background comes from working with Beyonce. Right. And working, <clears throat> you know, at the Performing Arts High School with that mm-hmm. experience and that knowledge. Um, interning at radio stations, record labels. And so my experience comes from developing. Right. And I do it the tra- traditional way. Mm. Back in the days in the music industry, for example, there was artist development. You know, how to speak properly during an interview. Oh, how they need to be that for content creator development. Right. How to deal you with need, the drama and the negativity. <laughs> uh, you know, how to really develop your craft, how to perfect it. Yeah. You know, get if you were having problems with your singing, get you in the uh a vocal coach mm-hmm. consistently, you know, if you acting, you know, needing an acting coach and get you into classes. Nowadays, it's a lot easier to trick a talent that has a lot of numbers and say, you know what, let me get you a quick little $300 song promo mm. and lock you in a contract for two years. Right. And then Ooh. you ain't making no money. Ooh. You ain't doing shit, but oh. locked up in a contract wondering when your next meal is going to be. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. That happens to way too many influencers, way especially many. the ones that moved to L.A., <laughs> you yes. know? Let me tell you something. Contracts are scary. They are. But you know what's even scarier? A great fucking lawyer. Mm. All you need to do, if you, I think contracts are very important in this business. I do not work without them. And there's a lot of flaky people. Right. The talents that I work with are usually young teenagers that don't know anything about a business and can be sold a fake dream instantly. Right. So I feel a contract really is like a syllabus of expectations and mm. what we're doing and how we're going to work. Right. But I also, in my contract, I put like, if it's not working, I can drop you at any time and you can leave at any time. That's because you're a good person. You're generally uh, there for the talent. This I am. And if you're not the right one, I'm going to go out there tomorrow and find another one. Right. And another one after mm-hmm. that. So I, you can't get attached as a manager. I think people really, it's a blurred line between yeah. relationships. And I feel like you can't really get too attached to the talent because in an instant they can disappear. Mm. And it goes back to the agents. If you're in a modeling agency all you have to do give is 45-day notice, and you're out. Oh, for real? And you can go to another modeling agency that will just take you and blow you up even more. There is no attachment. Mm-hmm. You know, you can leave at any time. And that right there is a signal that this is a business, and you should not be friends with your clients. Yeah. You have a job to do and a responsibility. Yeah. You know, it's a great teamwork, and, you know, you guys are business partners, but you guys are not friends, and mm-hmm. you shouldn't be. So, like you mentioned, you go above and beyond for your talent, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, how do you how do you know that talent is right for you? That you this is the talent that I want to work with. That I will be able to go above and beyond for the person. Mm. I'm on TikTok at least four to six hours a day throughout <laughs> the entire day. Wow. Um, I believe our instincts are like guardian angels. I have to feel it to work with you. That's why now that I have my own kind of own company and I only have two and a half clients and I say two and a half because I'm about to drop one. So Period. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so it's really two. You know, the half is I'm thinking about it by the end yeah. of this podcast. I'll make up my mind. Oh, that's funny. But, you know, I just I have to have a feeling there has to be something about you that stands out. Um, I'm looking for someone that's going to be the underdog someone who is different, someone who feels outcasted, someone who is weird, someone who, you know, you wouldn't think could be successful in this business. Mm. You know, there's a lot of good-looking people out there. You know, yeah. abs, 
Can you curse on this? You can do whatever per, you want. Pair of ass, pack of tits. <laughs> you know, it's just, there's a lot of good looking people out there. Yeah. And I think, you know, managers that are new and up and coming, they quickly grab those. Oh, the, this is a cute the kid. token people. Right. Yeah. We'll yeah. get good following, mm-hmm. but they don't have no damn brand. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about the branding. branding. Okay. I know yes. a lot of people that have millions of followers that are not making a damn dollar. Ooh. Let's talk about it. Okay. There are a lot of people out there that have these large numbers but can't get a damn brand deal mm. because they are not a brand themselves. Yes. And then there's other people that I call shadow, shadows, which mean they can only succeed as long as they shadow someone else. Oh, yeah. We know about all mm-hmm. those people. Mm. So you don't, if you don't have a brand, you're not going to make a successful living, and you can't turn – you know, this following into something that can last forever if there is no brand there to deliver. Right. You know, I always say we need a brand that's marketable, mm. profitable, and sellable. Right. You know, if you don't have that, you ain't shit. How does one discover their brand, though? That's like the biggest. It's trial and ever. It starts with what you like and how long are you willing to do it for mm. and how can you do it over and over again but differently, differently every yeah, single keeping time. Keeping fresh and new somehow. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how you develop. And it starts with what kind of things are you like? What are you into? What do you like to do as a human being? Mm. You know, what would you want your fan base to see out there? And yes. listen, there's a lot of people that are not ready for that conversation. You know? Okay. We'll talk about it in five years. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But some people are just not ready to take that leap of faith. And mm. then there's people who have potential to do a brand, but they they treat social media like a hobby. Yeah. It's not a hobby. It's a career. It's a business. And it's more than a job. There is no clocking out up in this shit. Oh, yeah, for real. There you isn't. Know, I saw your Instagram <laughs> story. You were at 3 a.m. on set. Okay, working, making videos okay. for Instagram There TikTok. is no clocking out here. This is a lifestyle. Yes. It is not a job. And at the same time, I tell people, you have to think of yourself as a pie. Mm. You know, Different resources of income. Oh, you gotta be on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. You gotta be on Twitter. You gotta be yes. on Facebook, TikTok, uh, Triller, okay, Instagram. And then on top of that, you gotta break yourself into another pie and use everything that the platform is offering. Mm. On Instagram, you should be going live. You should be creating reels. You should be creating IGTVs. You should be creating feed posts, pictures, and videos. Yeah. You're supposed to be posting five to eight Instagram stories a day mm-hmm. and all of that. And in that pie, if you sustain that, if t- TikTok were to go away like it almost did, yeah. some people would not be around because mm. that's all they have is tiktok ah, yeah and the instagram is as dry as my grandma's pussy <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go to the instagram it's like 2013 <laughs> the last picture posted that ain't gonna work they're, baby. Not, they're not feeding a pie they're not they're not taking care of the pie yeah and oh don't forget you gotta be on youtube too so mm. imagine all those platforms this is a full-time situation here mm-hmm. it can't be a hobby I think the fear that influencers have is that when they lose the aspect of it being a hobby, it then it becomes a job. When it comes a job, it now becomes tiring and then it's no longer as fun as it used to be, you know? Ooh, I'm doing that with that right now with yeah, the Yeah, that's, that's the issue. And I, I feel like I also, def- I also face that problem too is that 
I don't want to ever lose that aspect of fun. So it's baby being able to find that balance between, hey, I'm having fun, but also I'm still creating at the same time. And I think that also ties back to around to being when you discover what your brand is. Mm-hmm. Because if you're making content around what your brand is, and you said you discover your brand based on what you're interested in, what mm-hmm. you like, then you're making videos about what you like, then you're, it's still going to be fun, regardless right. of if you're posting on various platforms, you know, you're feeding that pie, mm-hmm. you know? And let me tell you why the manager is important. If you're doing it alone, you're not as busy as you should be. Mm. You know, you cannot do it alone. There needs to be a team of creatives around you that are going to encourage you and push you and test you and say, Mm. well, why? And how will you be able to do that? And Mm. when? And how can we make it better? Right. And so, you know, I always say there is only one manager in the picture. If you look at any celebrity, there's one manager but tons of agents. Yes. Agents. There is modeling agents. Mm-hmm. There is theater agents. There's TV. There's film. There's commercial. Right. But there's always that one manager. So that relationship is very important. Right. That's and true. so there can't be two managers. You you don't know how to manage yourself as a young creator. Mm-hmm. You just don't. You're thinking, okay, I'm going to post, you know, for a guy perspective because all my clients are guys. I'm going to post my abs. I'm going to put some corny (laughs) caption. I love you, darling. And I'm going to let it go. Where is the brand in that? You know, (laughs) you need someone to be like, delete that shit. And let's work on something that's going to bring engagement, which is what? A question Mm, in the caption. mm -hmm. How you're going to engage with people. You can't just leave the fans there dry. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's here's the post. I'm just gonna disappear. No, it is your duty mm-hmm. to interact with those people because without those people, you ain't making shit. That's true. With That's the, true. Those fans, those followers, are what makes a Charlie, the Addisons, the little hoodies, mm-hmm. and everyone else. The Dreas. Okay. Okay, Ooh. Drea. I know you be making bank. <laughs> I know you. But you know, it's the people. Yeah. So how could you? be so fucking stupid mm-hmm. that you wouldn't give back to the people that made you made, yeah. and the people even that are making it, you those brand it's deals. It's as simple as just liking the comments. You know, you don't have liking to even, the like comment. it. Uh, damn, thank you. Right. Don't even spell out the whole you. Put a letter U. <laughs> T-Y. And, uh, T-Y. 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 That's all you damn need nowadays. <laughs> oh my God. And I do, I do want to know, um, because you said, you know, you're not, you can't do it alone, mm. but there are some people that do it alone. When is that point? When should an influencer know this It's time for me to get a manager? I think when there's a moment where you feel like you have no one to talk to when it comes to getting being creative and when you feel stuck and where you're trying to accomplish different things and not just be one dimensional. I feel like that's when you you need the help. Mm. You know, some people can deal with just an agent because there's some people that are very mature and you know, full on adults that yeah. just need some kind of agent, but you need a creative person that's handling the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like the content creator should just focus on the content. I also want my creators to be smart and learn about the business. Mm-hmm. But as we're growing together and building this brand, I want the content creator to focus on the content. Yeah. I figure out all this shit and the logistics. Oh, we have a photo shoot at this time. Make sure the car is ready. Mm-hmm. Make sure videographers and photographers signs NDAs and making yeah. sure everything is organized. And for that point, when you just show up, your mind is clear and you're Ooh. just focusing on the content. That sounds great. Right. That sounds real good. Doesn't it? Uh-huh. But we've been through some shit, girl. So <laughs> some people need to be alone for a little oh bit. 
What is the biggest, what are some big mistakes you see a lot of um, influencers make in this industry? Their um, ego, mm. you know, is they get too quickly. There's so many people giving you attention. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Their ego. Yeah. There's so many people giving you so much attention all the time and telling them how great you are that they forget that this can all disappear in a matter of seconds, you mm. know? The same people that will clap for you are the same people that will stab you in the back. That's true. If you let, if you slip up. One little mistake and everyone's just turning up against you. Mm. So I think it's getting too comfortable with their position and getting too comfortable with where they're at. You should never be comfortable. Mm. You should always aspire to want more and to really, you know, what else can I do? How can I reinvent myself consistently? How can I stay on top of trends? How can I develop more content? What other right. platform I can work on mm -hmm. to better myself as a creator? Because you can't be an influencer if you have nothing or no one to influence. True, true. What are you influencing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that Who is your question. and what Who and why, what? Right. how, mm -hmm. all of that. That's true, that's really good. And I do want to know, like, if there is one, because you, you dropped a lot of good gems in here. I can't wait to go back and listen to this because mm. it's my favorite part about doing the podcast. But I want to know if you can give an influencer who is starting off listening to this podcast, if you give them one takeaway advice to leave with, what would you give them? Mm, and don't don't give me I know you're you you have a lot of good gems. In I know your mind, a so lot don't, of don't, one. Give some, don't give us some generic. Be consistent. Uh, oh, be yourself. You know, like, be yourself. Oh, don't give us that be one. <laughs> give us something from a manager's point uh, of view that you would give. Shut the fuck up <laughs> and let a manager do what they need to be doing. Okay, they probably don't have a manager. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would say, study the greats, and become greater. Wow. Hey, Diomi. Chai. Mm. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. That was Listen, good. the goal is not to live forever, but to create something that will. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Wow, I think my house is on fire because that, Listen, that quote was too hot. And why I say study the greats and then become greater, it's because all the content is out there. I can go back to Lilipon's first video. Yeah. I can go back to Amanda Cerny's How She Started. I can watch Wampa Sarita's Vines. I can watch your content back where it started. Mm. And I can see where the mistakes were made. Mm. You know, if you're aspiring to be like Logan Paul, are you going to be a fucking dumbass and go record a dead body? Right. No. Mm -hmm. So you know you can't be doing shit around that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of mistakes to learn from. And so if you study all those creators... And then the thing hasn't changed. We all know that asking a question in the caption is going to get more responses than a normal caption. It yeah. hasn't changed. There's just a lot more features. But the formula is still the same. Yes. There's just now different answers, but they're all the right answers. Yeah. So study the greats, then become greater. Okay. Thank you, Diomi. That mm -hmm. was so good. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate mm -hmm. you. Uh, okay, oh, now we're going. Guys, <laughs> not now a this, him. Is, this is time I to go. This is time to go. Is here. Good. Hallelujah. Goodbye.